Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. I said it's a clarion call of God. He said, you are to leave your corporate job and you are to enter full-time mission ministry with me. And I just, it was so clear. I remember crying and bawling and I remember. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. Yes. And so Todd, on today's show, we have a great show, but I have a question I have to ask you. Okay. Do you have a burden for greater kingdom living? Absolutely, I do. But I'm not totally clear on what greater kingdom living all involves. <laughs> and so that's one of the reasons why we have our guests on. But I, yeah, basically, the answer is yes, I have a greater burden. I think we all do, but we don't necessarily know what, what does that look like? And it's a little scary. And, mm. and what, what's the definition of that? So yes, our mm. guests today are going to share that uh, in this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough, because you're going to walk away with knowing how to be kingdom-minded, which is what we want. Yes. Yes. You're going to walk away understanding how to be an ambassador to Christ and how to be a good steward of taking care of the talents and treasures Mm. that God has entrusted you with. Uh, By the way, you know, ambassador just simply means messenger. Yeah. Thanks. That's my definition. (laughs) I got a message from God for you. That's being an ambassador. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Well, who are our guests today? So Mel and Sheree Jones, um, who are just Wonderful, wonderful people. We've got a chance to know them a little bit Mm -hmm. and and find out more about their ministry. Uh, They are campus ministry leaders with Athletes in Action in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. And I have to to just insert here, they're formerly corporate executives. Yes. I mean, classy, um, stylish, extraordinarily smart, professional people. (laughs) They're using all those gifts and talents uh, for Jesus' sake. So they're focusing right now on equipping athletes and coaches to grow in the relationship with Jesus and to multiply their lives in others. Yes. That's what discipleship is all about. So Mel and Sheree, come on in and join us. So grateful that you guys are taking the time because uh, campus ministry life can be just a tad hectic and busy, I'm thinking. Yes. Welcome to your biggest breakthrough. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. And for that wonderful intro. But we're expecting you, to get all the information yeah. on how to be, how to have greater kingdom living and that, that mindset. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, we'd love to start off uh, with each of you. Just take a couple of moments and uh, share with our listeners how you each came to faith in Jesus, because I, I have a feeling there's, there's a story attached to when and how you actually met the Lord and how that burden started to grow in you. So Sheree, let's start with you. You know, I have been in church, I would say, ever since I was six years old. Um, you know, my my family, my mother, my grandmother, my aunts, they came to the Lord um, when I was that young. And 
had been in church all my life, knew what to say, knew scripture verses, but I didn't really come to um, having Jesus be my Lord and Savior till I was in my early 20s. Um, I just remember being at church and really just surrendering my life. It was during a worship service and just, I had my hands up and I thought, Lord, I just want to completely surrender to you. So, you know, again, been in church all my life, um, knew who Jesus was, knew who God was in my head, but not really in my heart. Was there something going on, uh, Cherie, at that moment when you needed to surrender in your life in your early 20s? You know, I think there was just that battle. You know, I think we have that internal battle, like we want to serve the Lord, but we're in this world. What do we do? How do we do this? And I just finally said, you know what, Lord, here I am. I'm just going to surrender it all to you. I love that because, you you know, that was an act of God to bring you to that point. His grace led you, made you more stirred up, if you will. But the very fact that you had that foundation, you know, God God could kind of springboard off of that foundation. And yet, Sheree, I'm I'm aware there are people who are tuned in right now and say, well, I, yeah, that's, that's me. I feel like I'm just taking up space in church. I mean, I know all this stuff, but it doesn't seem to be really connecting inside of me, but there's nothing you could do other than say, God, I'm all yours. I surrender. Oh, exactly. And I just remember even the physical part of it, because I had, I remember having my hands like this, and I had to release, like, Lord, I completely mm-hmm. surrender to you. So just that you, act. Yeah. So if you're not watching on YouTube, she's literally holding her hands out with palms open, up. Open. Just open. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, cool. So that is is your kind of faith story in a nutshell. It was basically just full on, here I am, and I'm mm-hmm. surrendered. So yes. um, Mel, what about you and your faith? Now, you know, there was some similar things in that. I grew up in church. I can't remember the time that I wasn't in church. Mm. And I, so I knew something about God. I knew something about Christianity, if you will. And uh, I knew innately, I just, I wanted to be good. I mean, I, I wanted to, there was something about being good, honoring my parents, doing the right thing. And so I became really good at checking the box mm. on being good. And so I'm in church all my life, and I'm really trying to um, please God by being good. So I thought my good works um, were going to validate me. They were going to, that's what he was looking for from me. And so I became really good at it in all arenas of life. I was the good guy. And so it was, uh, and so, but I realized over time, man, that I really wasn't good. And that no matter how much I tried, I wasn't good enough. And so then shame came in. And then I was always like, forgive me, Lord. And and why can't I do this? Right. And so there was shame and I just kind of felt judgment and just always falling short. And I remember, um, you know, just that desire to be good. I'd be in church. So church was the good thing to do. And so even though I at that time, I I didn't have a relationship with the Lord because it was my works that I thought were validating me before the Father. So I remember listening, I used to listen to Christian uh, radio a lot. And I remember a pastor, uh, James McDonald, Mm -hmm. was walking the word at the time. And he was talking about Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. By grace, you have been saved through faith. And it is not of your own doing, not of your own works, but is a free gift of God. And the Lord, very clearly, this is in the car. 
he turned on the light and I thought, oh my. And so that, and it was since that day. And I remember even going to a church. So again, we're going to church. I remember going and visiting a church with Sharia on Saturday or Sunday rather on that week. It was there that I, the Lord really just drew me and I gave my life to the Lord. It was, it was in all those years I had been in church, the gospel was not clear. And I almost felt like I'd never heard it before. Mm. When he turned it on, it made absolute sense. And I said, yes, Lord. And I have never been the same. That's so cool, Mel. No, I'm immediately, I think of that, that term, good guys finish last Mm. and how, um, and I mean that in all sincerity, uh, because I think some people think I, I am good. I have checked off the boss boxes, but they feel like they're in last place, so to speak, as far as something is still yearning, something's still missing. And it's, it's, it's the faith and the works together. And that's what God opened your eyes to and, and helped you walk out. And I just, I just love that for both of y'all, y'all were raised, you had the foundation, yeah. which is fantastic, first of all, but God knew, uh, when y'all, would be ready. And, mm. and he, he made it clear. So there you are in your 20, were you, what age were you at when that happened? Oh, 25. Yeah. So there you are in your twenties yeah. and uh, you, you both have this, this new dedication to the Lord, this new appreciation for his love and his grace at work in your life. Did you, did you start to think uh, maybe we should be heading off to Bible school and go to, you know, full-time ministry with or did that not occur to you? Sure, he's like, no. that was the no. first thing. First thing. <laughs> we're like, hey, we're going to live the American dream. We're uh, going to work hard. We're going to provide for our family. Yeah. We're going to give them all the things that we didn't have. So how did that start? How did that start to play out for you guys when you got married and you started to live the American dream? What what did that involve? What were you doing for a living, for example? Corporate America, definitely. Corporate America. And, um, I actually started selling ingredients. So started out selling nutraceutical ingredients, and then I was selling food ingredients. So have been in the corporate world, been in sales, you know, um, making decent money. money. Right. Um, You know, just again, we're buying houses, our family's large, and we're, 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 we're building up, right? Bigger is better and all these things. And um, just living the living the dream. And so, what's good guy Mel doing at the time? Good guy Mel, he was uh, he was working in training, so he he did a lot of training and one on one coaching, the performance, and so uh, yeah, that was what I did in the corporate space. Well, that yeah. and and that was great training, so to speak, because you can take all of that and overlay it in the discipling that you're doing uh, now with uh, with young athletes. Yeah. Question about that. So as, as you both are, are in the corporate world, you're raising kids, you're living the dream, as you said, Sheree, what, what happened? Like, where was this like, er, put on the brakes and we need to go a different direction? Like, when did this epiphany happen and who had it first? You know, I would say that, so we've always been involved in ministry, right? When we said yes to Jesus, truly wholeheartedly, Lord and Savior, you know, we were involved with our church, our local church. Yeah, Uh, We served our local church. We were involved. Um, But then we just, you know, we just wanted something more. We're like, Lord, we know that there's more that you have us to do. Um, Our kids by this time are older. They're off to college. We had seen some things, um, but, you know, we still had one at home and, we're just like, what, what else can we do? So we just started serving outside the church. You know, we'd feed the homeless. We would do some other things. 
but it just wasn't like, okay, this is not quite it. Like we're still doing good. Like, Lord, we know that, you know, we're being obedient to what you'd have us, but Lord, we, we're like, we want to look at what eternity um, has and what does that mean for us? You know, here am I, Lord, you know, use us. Can I, can I stop you for just a moment, Sherry, because I'm, because I'm thinking, you know, you, you and Mel were doing these good works, so to speak outside the church. Cause you had a, a heart for God and a love for his people. Um, just talk a little bit of the difference between sort of feeling obligated to do that versus really wanting to do that. And how do you get to that point? You know, I, I think it's God just put something in our heart, right? It's, we want to serve him because we love him. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not an obligation. It's not, we have to do this um, for our salvation. We have to do this because we're Christian. I think God just put something in our heart. Like it, when you say, yes, here I am, Lord, um, God just then deposits something in our hearts and in our lives and gives us a burden, right? Because even, even through that, you know, we're just being obedient, like to do more for his kingdom. Um, you know, we just begin to have this burden for college age students. We've seen our kids go to college, kind of walk away from faith. We've seen kids in our church, they go away, they're not in church, they're not following after the Lord. So God, what is going on? We we need to help. We need to come alongside um, and uh, these these college age students because what they're what they're experiencing away from home um, is not what they experienced when they were at home. And so we just begin to have that burden. So was that burden growing in both of you at the same time, or did it start with one of you, or what, how did that all begin? You know, I think it's the sovereignty of God, because I think it was something that he began to stir in both of us. Uh, you know, I always felt like when, when God called me, he called me to full-time ministry. I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know what that really meant. And so that's always been sort of my heart and posture that he's given me. So, But I think at that time in 2015, it was, he burdened us both. It was something greater how do we live in a greater kingdom capacity how do we offer our lives and i think of two scriptures i think of second corinthians 5 17 through 20 the lord brought that to me even then and then galatians chapter uh 2 verse 20 so you're testing you're testing all of us right now trying to do oh, second corinthians yeah, what is 5 that? Wait, wait. we're gonna have to go look at what it is up. that one <laughs> Well, those are the texts that he really laid on my heart at that time. And it was just like, my life isn't my own anymore. And it's so, Lord, you know, I can can continue to live in the way that I'm living. And I'm seeking to honor you in that. And I believe you're pleased with that. But he was saying that, no, I'm calling you to more. And and it was really our hearts were aligned, Shree and my heart were aligned. And I thank think goodness. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine if they weren't? Yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah. be a whole nother podcast. Right. right? Um, yeah. So, but as you both kind of had this stirring and this burden for for college aid students, then you started to volunteer at Athletes in Action, correct? At the University of Minnesota, right? Yes. That's where it all yeah. started. And how did that come about? Did you just Go look for an organization that's working with college kids <laughs> yeah. or what? So I graduated from the University of Minnesota and I thought, well, that's a good place to start. But what do we really have in common? We're older, you know, we're, we're not college age. We're not just coming out of college. Um, we're not even in our 30s, right? <laughs> so you were in your um, 40s. We can tell everybody that. 
when this burden was growing. Yes. Yes. Volunteering. Yes. Okay. Um, so basically I thought, well, what do we have in common? What do we, lo- well, we love sports. Our children play sports. So I thought, well, university of Minnesota sports look, did a Google search athletes in action came up. Mm -hmm. And so I literally just sent an email out to the organization and said, Hey, we would love to volunteer. We would just love to come along these students and help them to grow in their faith. Uh, They weren't used to people kind of reaching out and doing that sort of thing. So it it took them a couple of months to get back to me, which is understandable, right? They're kind of protective of student athletes. Wasn't thinking that at the time, just thinking, I just have this desire to just come alongside them in their faith. Yeah, we met with them and then just, as you said, just started volunteering with the organization. And started to organically uh, come together. Um, I, I think what you said is, with you saying that you reached out, I, I mm-hmm. think someone listening needs to hear that as well, that you took intentional action steps yeah. to yes. go and serve and, and that that calling, that burden that you had on your heart. It, yeah. it doesn't always come to us. Sometimes we need to go to to where, mm-hmm. you know the, the right. trouble lies and we need to help. So, yeah. And I would even say if God is really stirring something within you, I mean, you're not going to feel settled until you get to that place where he wants you to be. Oh boy. Right. Oh right. boy. Don't say that again, because that's too <laughs> convicting. That is so right on. Right. You're not, you're not, so stop asking God for peace. Right. When he's been stirring you and he wants right. you to take action. And yet asking how can I help at the right. same time. <laughs> All right. So you're volunteering. Uh, walk us through the next step. What what happened in the process of volunteering that started to cause you to think maybe we should be doing this more often? Yeah, you know that we, we were enjoying it and we thought, okay, God, this is where you have us, right? We had done many other things up to that point. And then when we entered that space, we felt like this, okay, God, this is it. And it was good, and we did it for a full school year. So it was a 2016-17 school year. And then we went away to a conference. Again, I talked about God's sovereignty. This is his plan. He's working it out. We were at a conference in 2017. I believe it was July, Mm -hmm. somewhere near July. And there was a pastor that was sharing about his journey and his call to plant a church. Mm. And there was one thing that he said in that story. It was during the season of planting, the church hadn't been planted. It had, the launch date that he had set had come and gone. And he remembers praying to the Lord sort of angrily. He's like, Father, you told me to do this and it's not happening. He says, I feel like I've lost control of my life. And it was in that moment that the Holy Spirit says, Mel, do you get it now? You don't have control. Your life is not your own. And it was, I say it's a clarion call of God. He said, you are to leave your corporate job and you are to enter full-time mission ministry with me. And I just, it was so clear. I remember crying and bawling. And I remember. I just got chills on uh, my arms uh, hearing about this uh, because yeah. It's powerful. It's powerful. Didn't you, I mean, in your head, you must be, wait, 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 what? (laughs) Me? (laughs) Full, you're asking for everything? And mind you, we had plans. Um, You know, our, our youngest son was getting ready to graduate from high school. And we're like, Hey, we're just going to move from Minnesota. We grew up in Minnesota. We're going to leave Minnesota. We're going to move to North Carolina. We'll just transfer our jobs or get new jobs. We had a whole plan lined up for our lives. And God just really did something amazing because, you know, at the same moment, he's just like, oh man, 
God is calling me. And I'm like, yep, I hear him too. And I remember leaving that stadium and we went back to our hotel room and we were, we were both crying. We're both praying like, Lord, what does this look like? We don't even know, but we're just, we're ready. Whatever you say to do, we will do. Mm -hmm. And um, we get a call and it is the directors of Athletes in Action. It was Luke Middendorf and he invited us out to dinner. So we're like, okay, let's clean ourselves up. Let's, let's go out to dinner. And we were sitting in dinner at dinner with them, with uh, Luke, Christina Middendorf, and then Karen um, Kastner. And they look at us and say, we believe you should be on staff. And all we said was, wow. okay, it was like, <laughs> yeah. we okay. didn't know, like before, again, we didn't know like, God, what does this look like? And the second they said it, we said, okay. And they said, don't you need to pray about it? We're like, God has already instructed us. We had no idea what it would look like. We were just saying yes. And I think sometimes we just want to plan things out and we don't know what it's going to look like. And if, if we don't know what it's going to look like, we're kind of hesitant, yeah. but when we just say yes and obey, man, God just does some crazy, amazing things. Cause yeah, you, you guys have been on quite a journey of, of trust and surrender and, and, um, adventure, if you will, because, um, you are no longer getting that salary like you used to get, uh, at your corporate job. When athletes in action bring you on staff, it doesn't mean that they pay you like the corporate Yeah, job. let's match let's what you were paid that. out there in the corporate world. Here's you, a big check. You there actually, you go. Full benefits. Yeah. You yeah. go out and get raise your, your support. Raise your support. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that and that. Um, yeah. Just tell us about that journey so far. Yeah. So we uh, once we arrived back to Minneapolis from that conference, I remember going and meeting with the leadership at Athletes in Action at the uh-huh. University of Minnesota. And I, and I said, what's what now? What do we do? Here's how clear the voice of the Lord was for me. I was I was going to leave that job right then, and I was I, and so when I entered that meeting, I said, "What do I need to do? When do I start?" Mm-hmm. Because I knew something about my God, and I knew that He said He would provide for me. And if I had to, I was working a third shift, overnight, whatever. But I was going to go on mission with the Lord, and they said. Well, Mel, that's not quite how it works. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I said, well, how do you mean? He said, well, there's this thing called support raising, and we had no context for it. None whatsoever. We, I had no idea what that meant. And so then the journey, we call it a, a, the spiritual greenhouse journey began <laughs> with the support raising. And I just remember, he because I wasn't in that meeting, he came home, he's like, well, this is what we have to do you know, fill an application, kind of go through the process. Oh, and by the way, we have to raise our own support. And I think I probably did a double take. And I'm like, Lord, what? Right. <laughs> wow. Um, like, and, maybe I'll close point, up those hands again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. At this point, we're like, okay, Lord, we said yes to you. We're going to trust you. That is a big, big step of faith. And you, you guys just, you kept going with the confidence that God had called you. Even though you know the 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 how's this going to happen questions hadn't been answered yet, and you were then really sort of forced to have to take it one day at a time, one step at a time, if you will. Right. But weren't there people around you? Because here you're 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 successful, (laughs) professional corporate people. Didn't you have friends around you wonder what in the world are you doing leaving that 
and going to have to raise your support? I mean, or did everybody say, yeah, good move, right on, that's it? Did you have some a little opposition to that? There was definitely some opposition, but we had we had more people that said we've had we had comments like it's about time. Uh-huh. Um, we had comments, and I, I'd had people speak into my life regarding things of this nature. Mm. So we, again, I just keep saying the sovereignty of God because he really was lining it all up for us. And so there were naysayers, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we, we had enough confirmation from other people that this is what God was having for so us. So that's another good word, Mel, because a lot of times when God has called us to do something, whatever it might be, there will likely be some naysayers along the way who, if you allow them to get in your head, can start to derail what God has planned. So you stayed strong because it sounds like you just kept going back to the the belief that God had called you. You both had surrendered your lives and you made that commitment. So you made the decision and then you were determined to make the decision work. I think it's a great lesson. More context. So that journey in, in what we call support raising, it lasted two and a half years. Wow. And so when you talk about saying, do you believe that this is what God called you to? <laughs> we were certain God called us to this. Wow. We stayed the course. We persevered. Wow. Yes. That is amazing. Mm. It's amazing. Well, with that, as you're persevering and you know that, that God has called you, I'm sure there's still a little bit, maybe, maybe not. So if not, please let us know, of, of fear and uncertainty. And if so, how did you deal with that? I think there were definitely moments where we're like, did you call us? Yes, you did. You did. You did definitely call us. And okay, Lord, we're just continuing to trust you. But I think in the process, like we've always said, we trust God. But there were moments where we're like, man, I think we trusted in ourselves and the abilities that we could do and then say, oh, yeah, God did it. But it was really ourselves. That's and a word so for somebody it, right there. It was, it was a new level of trusting in God. Like we had seen God's faithfulness in our lives. And we, we had to just go back and remember like, oh, God has been faithful um, and we know it. So even when we had those like thoughts and we're thinking like, God, this is not as easy as we thought it would be. We can't, we can't do this in ourselves. We really need you and we need to trust in you. That was a very practical step that you took though. And that is recalling the times where God did meet you and did provide for you. And I, I, I think maybe that's that's too easy to forget when we're in the middle of a trying time. But just like you're saying, go back and recall those times and it'll strengthen your faith. Yeah, absolutely. Mel, what were you going to say? I was saying, and we were, there was a lot of communication. So Sri and I were candid about where we were were at. We weren't always at the same place. I might've been struggling um, quite significantly with the fact that this is taking so long or there was, there were these, spots where things weren't happening and she would encourage me and then vice versa. And so uh, there was, that was definitely an important piece. That's, good. That's so good. And as you were going through this process and, um, you know, just changing from corporate to full-time ministry, what were the biggest uh, changes that you had to adapt to? And, um, you know, with the new life of, of full ministry, what, what were the biggest changes? And maybe you're still uh, embracing some of those. <laughs> I think it's a need-based income. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So obviously when you're in corporate, you know, there's just exponential earning possibility. Yeah. So that's been, you know, we had done that for 25 years. So there's yeah. no spending outside of your, your means. 
So it's need-based. I mean, you know, but it's, so it's just, it's just a different um, experience in that sense. You have to decide what, you know, is important. Yeah. Different level of stewardship, actually. Different level of stewardship. I just think it was, we realized the things that we really needed Mm -hmm. versus what we really wanted. And then I even think that God even changed our hearts and our desires for some of those things that we wanted. Cause I, I, I even, I keep remembering, I'm like, I remember I would do this or I would go get some shoes every week. And now I'm like, I don't even have the desire. Okay. That is a yes. cool word. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think God just began to just change our hearts and, and like simplify mm-hmm. some things for us like and get out some of the clutter and oh, and even help us to realize like, why were we doing some of the things that we were doing? Mm. Um, wow, so there's good. been a lot of, I think, adjustment and change, but it's all been really, really good. Yeah, well, it's a different. It's more and more to us. It's certainly a different context because in the corporate world, you're within the context of a culture that um, almost forces you to have to climb the corporate ladder. Let's get yeah. up higher. Let's make more. Let's get a promotion. Uh, we've got the talents, the skills, the experience. Let's go. In the world that you're in, there's no climbing of a corporate ladder. Although both of you have been promoted, I understand recently <laughs> to other <laughs> positions of responsibility, which makes sense. But let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now in this whole discipleship process and and what the effects are. Kind of walk us through what this this process of discipling is all about. I guess the best way to frame it is that you know God says to go and make disciples. Of all nations, and so what we commit to doing is going and winning student athletes to the Lord, and then we commit to building them in their faith. So helping them to grow to be learners of Jesus, disciples of Jesus, and then we challenge them to go and do the same. And so our focus is again each ministry season is just to go where God leads us within the athletic community and engage student athletes with the gospel. So you've got to be looking for those open doors, those those conversations that can lead to discussions about Jesus and then a, a further commitment. And that that takes some real sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's leading, doesn't it? And and as you are are speaking with these college age students, what are you finding is maybe the biggest yeah. obstacle or challenge today uh, to reach them and maybe even that they're struggling with? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I've seen is just the busyness that they have. Um, and especially coming off a of COVID year where maybe they didn't have to plan as much, <laughs> you know, they're, they may be sitting at their home, taking classes on a computer and now they have to go out. They have to go to class. They have to go to their practice. They have to go to their games I think it's just been an adjustment for them this year. Social media, the world, I mean, there's a lot going on in this world. And I think it's heavy on them, right? Yeah. It, um, there's lots of anxiety. There's lots of depression. There's We're seeing all of these things on top, just being in school. But then to top it off, being an athlete, there's just additional pressures that they feel. Yeah. And one so, thing, it's identity. Yeah. Found that they find their identity in their sport and the success they might have in their sport versus their identity in Christ. And so that is generally the one that we're always kind of battling is that who does Christ say that you are, right? Mm-hmm. Despite the successes or the failures, who are you in 
Jesus. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that, that's a word for all of us. And it's something we have to reestablish uh, often in our lives to really understand our true identity. Um, so what is the actual, um, how do you facilitate when you're discipling? Is it in small groups? Is it one-on-one? Is it a combination of everything? What, how do you actually make that connection and keep that connection going? It's a combination of both, right? So we we establish some weekly discipleship groups um, at the beginning of the semester, and so they'll each each staff member will have a certain amount of discipleship groups that they'll have during the week, and then they will also do some one on ones with each person that's in the discipleship group. So there's it's just a lot of connecting, um, doing life with these uh, student athletes, accountability. Um, but, accountability. You know, we, we always talk about like an invite challenge. So we're inviting them into this discipleship group. We're going to invite them into our lives. But on the flip side, we're going to expect that you come prepared. We're going to expect that you show up. We're going to expect that you participate. We're So, so there's just this, you know, it, it's almost like what Jesus did, right? We always yeah. talk about what Jesus did. Um, he invited his disciples to come in, but he also challenged them, right? To, to do what he did. Mm-hmm. So we do the same thing in our discipleship groups. Yeah. Discipleship yeah. mentorship. Uh, Mel, do you have something to add to that? Yeah, no, I just, we really model it after Jesus. This yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. Win, build and send. Wait, wait a minute. Win, build and send. Yeah. Like Cause that. I was going to say the, the, probably the way that um, other student athletes come into the process is by way of an invitation from one of their buddies. Because there's going to be that that credibility and that that connection point, right? But I love the fact that you're teaching, discipling, helping them shape their lives for Christ, with the intent that they're going to go out and do the same for others. And that that is oftentimes the missing link inside the church, right? We just come and we get and we get and we get and we forget we got to go out and give and give and give. Right. And so, with that said, um, I I would love to hear of maybe, and obviously don't use their names, but maybe a story of someone that you have mentored, discipled into uh, their greater kingdom living calling, Mm. and what that's looked like the process. So I'll I'll share one story. So this it's been about a year process, and so I was discipling this young woman, and you know we're discipling over Zoom at this point because of COVID. And I'm thinking, man, are they even listening? Do they hear me? And got together with her. We're taking a walk in the park. And she says, I remember when you said this and this and this, and that really impacted me. And um, I've just been like, Lord, I just really want to rededicate my life to you and live for you. And I was like, whoa, she is listening. And what is going on? Right. And, um, you know, you hear those stories and that's like, it's just like fuel for you. Like, okay, Lord, you are moving in their lives. Um, I'm just trusting you by the Holy spirit. I'm just walking how you would want me to walk. But she, uh, she actually became a student leader. So now she's a student leader and she has a, a, a group of her teammates that she is actually pouring into. So I continue to pour into her. Um, and now she is, pouring into others. I love that. That's beautiful. Those seeds that are planted, never dismiss how God is watering Mm -hmm. those, right? Yeah. 
That's powerful. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys have been at it for the last uh, five years or so now, uh, since that that burden started to get re- released, and and God was taking you up at your uh, decision to surrender and give your lives to Him. And I, I, I love that because it's going to have a rippling effect now through those whom you've been discipling, and it's just going to continue to 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 go out. Um, I, I'm just just maybe you can address this, and maybe this isn't really a fair question, but. Um, I just am so fascinated by the fact that you were so entrenched in your corporate lives and really good people, you know, working, doing good deeds on behalf of the Lord. Um, But you responded to a call. And do you think that God is still putting out calls like he did to you for others, but they're not hearing it? And what's preventing them from hearing that call and responding, even as you did? And that doesn't mean everybody's going to leave their corporate jobs and go full time, but but is God calling and and are we really listening? And if not, what how can we change that? I would say that God is still calling. I think sometimes what happens is I think even we hear him, but it's not a part of what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just ignore it. Um, but when we when we truly again say yes, here I am, and when we think about the only thing that matters in the end are eternal things. I think your perspective just begins to change. Yeah. Um, all the stuff that we um, want to go after or acquire, it doesn't matter in the end. Mm. It's the soul. Wow. So good. Yeah. There's a God, there's a kingdom filter that I stress. And that I think about there's a kingdom filter. And so, I mean, again, God's not going to call everyone out of corporate, but while in corporate, are you filtering through a kingdom filter? Right? Are you focused on kingdom? Is what you're doing seeking experience? Yeah, advance God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what it is. And I think when you posture, like even praying that, I think there's a Psalms 139 just talks about, you know, show me if there is any grievous way in me, Father. Am I not posturing my heart toward you and saying it's yours? And however you want to use me, I'm willing for you to do that, mm-hmm. whether it's in corporate or whether it's on campus, it doesn't matter. It could be in your family. It could be in your marriage. I mean, whatever. But filtering it through that kingdom mindset. Love that. Yeah. Wow. And and maybe maybe God's not asking you to leave corporate, but maybe He's asking you to start a Bible study within your business, within the the company that you work for. Maybe He's even calling you on this to talk to your colleague about who Jesus is. I mean, there's so many different things that God could be calling you to. And maybe you're fearful, or maybe I don't know how it's going to come out right, but you just have to begin to trust him. Yeah, and be bold and courageous and, wow. and rise yes. up to the occasion, right? Wow. Yeah. Well, warning, warning, do not hang out too closely with uh, with Shuri and Mel. No, do. Unless, <laughs> unless you're ready to. <laughs> unless you want to be kingdom mind. That's very challenging. And I, I love that term, sort of filtering things. Are you feeling convicted? Through, I am. I was yeah. like, because. <laughs> <laughs> really, it really does come down to, you know, to the the eternal things that matter. Yeah, and if yeah. we will just make certain that every day we open up our mindset to be kingdom minded and to start to filter things through that, then no matter who we are or what we do in life, God can use us, bring him glory and benefit others. And you two are great examples of that. Thank really, you. really Thank love you. the way that you model the Christ-like process of discipling others. So yeah, we're inspired and we're encouraged yeah. and we are uh, convicted a little. So thank you for that. <laughs> and hopefully our listeners are as well. So thanks for being that um, incredible 
um, yeah, example and, and shining bright for him, for his glory. So appreciate, appreciate you, you guys a lot. Thanks for taking time today and our prayers and blessings go with yes. you and the wonderful work that you're doing there at the university of Minnesota. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you for your time. All right. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow. Okay. So, you know, our, um, interviews, they're, they're always so unique and and Mel and Cherie are so just salt of the earth. Amazing. They're the real deal. And we know them personally, but I, I'm just blown away. And, and I love, they talked about just living with that, that, that kingdom filter, that, that mindset Mm -hmm. and all that we do. And so Mm -hmm. are, are you, living with that kingdom filter. Well, and if you and are, <laughs> yeah, and then, then the outcome is going to be that we will be ambassadors yeah. for Christ. We'll literally be sharing his good news of salvation and eternity that can begin now. We'll be those ambassadors that he's called us to be. And, and, and an ambassador, a message from God. <laughs> That's right. And then what's really cool is God's already given you the resources that you need. That's the stewardship part you've got a certain talent or talents and you've got treasures in your life. And all of this can be made available to God that he can use in order to bring others into an awareness of who he is. And yeah. So we just encourage you to, to yeah. be more bold if you need to be, and be more courageous in sharing those because mm-hmm. uh, we are all here for such a time as this. Yeah. And so it's time that we uh, rise up to, to his uh, guidance and direction and occasion, uh, occasion uh, instead of our own agenda. So um, anyway, is that a wrap? That's a wrap. Okay. But, that's man, a wrap. What a good show. Yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in. Yeah. You know, we love you and we appreciate you. Uh, please share this episode with those that, um, you know, it would bless in your, in your uh, family or friends uh, network. We appreciate the the share and the likes and all that fun stuff. But we we will catch you same time yeah. next week, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Look forward to seeing all you right. again. God bless. So glad you could join us today. And you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypet.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.